0: This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the city's largest independent accountancy practice, www.onf.ie.
1: You're very welcome back. You're listening to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR. I'm John Purcell with you until 10 o'clock this morning. Now, the many ever-evolving and ingenious ways that fraudsters are targeting people from the vulnerable individual to the everyday business is never far from the news. And it seems during COVID that fraudulent approaches might even be on the up. It's one business that isn't subject to lockdown. It's something we've covered before on the programme many times, but it's something thing that bears repeating. Joining me on the phone is Paul O'Brien from Bank of Ireland Group Security to discuss some of the ways of which you can be targeted and a few tips on avoiding being defrauded. Good morning Paul. Good morning John. Just tell us they haven't gone away you know uh, how prevalent are fraudulent approaches to people these days?
0: Yeah very much haven't gone away and um, we did some research recently that would say that Pretty much one in three of Irish SMEs have been targeted by fraudsters in the last 12 months. And the tactics haven't really changed. Email is is by far the the biggest one that people will see coming at them.
1: And phone calls are also quite big, I would imagine. And and texts too.
0: Yeah, phone calls is, is... we were slightly surprised john at the research that said the phone calls but when we stop to think about it it's probably a lot of that is down to the fact that so many more people are working from home so a lot of the scams and frauds that would have been out there you know for many years are, are now targeting businesses just by virtue of the fact that more businesses are, are sitting at home and more likely to answer a, a landline phone call and texts as well yeah uh probably takes a little bit more on the personal customer side where somebody might be trying to get your online banking login details or, or things like that, but but email, again, more so for businesses and probably two or three different varieties of that email. It'll either be an email that looks like it's coming from a supplier that will say, John, we have a new bank account. We need you to just update the details on your system or a variety of that. You might be get an email uh, into a payroll side of the house that says, you know, that looks like it's coming from an employee and says, John, I've, I've changed bank account. Can you update the, my details on the payroll system? And then the other variety of it is something that looks like it's coming from somebody senior in the business. Um, you know, ideally the fraudsters would like to look like a chief exec and they'd like to write to an accounts team and say, John, I have an urgent payment I need you to make. Uh, can I send on the details and will you sort that out for me?
1: Yeah, now back in the day, it was kind of obvious you'd, you'd spot a lot of these because they'd be looking to transfer 10 million from their account to your account and all that sort of stuff. But the average amount being defrauded from SMEs is quite modest in the overall scheme of things, but still very damaging to businesses and it's, not the it kind it of is, loss yeah. you want to be getting.
0: Yeah, and, and and again, from the research, what we found out was was somewhere around €4,000. I think... That's obviously an average, but what's behind that is the fraudsters will tailor it to the kind of business they're dealing with, uh, you know, so they know there's no point in in asking the local plumber for 10 million, um, unless he's a very successful plumber. So they'll ask him for, you know, 2,000 euro or 1,000 euro. So they, they'll actually tailor it and they'll be quite specific in what they try and do. Ultimately, they'll obviously try and get away with as much as they can, but as you said, even those amounts that the three or four thousand average that we see can have a huge impact on the business
1: yeah and and that word tailoring there that's quite worrying really because uh, my perception is that they used to be sending out like 10 million emails and you know one person would fall for it but they're actually getting quite micro targeting towards business
0: in some cases yeah no i wouldn't like people to get too worried that you know they're, they're been very specifically targeted so some of it will start off quite general um and then as people, as and when somebody might react, it might get tailored a little bit more. So for example, there might be 10,000 emails might go out, 9,950 people might just delete it and ignore it, but then if somebody reacts, so go back to the example where they try and impersonate some senior manager and they say, John, I need you to make an urgent payment. If John replies to that email, then they might go and have a look and see, okay, well, who who have we got here and what kind of a business are we dealing with? and then maybe try and specify what the payment is.
1: Okay, Paul, well, give us some tips and advice about how to uh, how to manage this risk and to minimise the risk of being defrauded.
0: Sure, so look, this is going to sound extremely simplistic, but it's really, really just about never, ever sending money just because you were asked to in an email. Always check in person or with a quick phone call with the person who sent that email or the person who looks like they sent the email. So, you know, in the good old days when we're all sitting in the same office, walk down the floor, shout across the room, say, you know, John, I got that email. I'm just going to sort that out, just want to check that with you. Or if it seems like it's coming from a supplier, pick up the phone, make a quick call to the supplier who, and you know, perfectly legitimately, people may need to change bank account details, but just make that very quick call thanks got your email we'll just update the system here but i just wanted to check it with you first just to be sure and you know again as i said it sounds very simplistic but that very very simple point of never send money somewhere just because you're asked in an email pick up the phone make a quick call it can save you a world of
1: trouble yeah and just to confirm that because after the last time i covered that issue somebody said that they had done just that and prevented a fraud um just give us another tip or two if you would paul
0: so uh, I suppose people sometimes get a bit hung up on, you know, what will the email look like? Or, you know, will there be spelling mistakes? Or will there be brands? I'd actually say, don't worry too much about that. You know, if spelling mistakes were the only thing that we're saving us, it's very easy for somebody to fix that. And even, you know, with a brand, it's very easy to go onto somebody's website and just copy and paste a logo or a brand. So honestly, and, and I know it again, John, it sounds very simplistic, but it, it really, really is back to that very simple thing. Of don't do anything just because you're asked in writing pick up the phone walk down the corridor talk to somebody and just check that that's what you've got is legitimate
1: yeah so that's the general principle well look paul that's very good advice uh, and thank you very much for that the general advice is be vigilant and check before you send money somewhere on the basis of an email or a text
0: absolutely that's it john and if and if you do that, as I said, it's it's a very simple thing to do up front, but it'll save you a world of trouble down the line.
1: Okay, Paul. Thanks very much. Thanks, John. Paul O'Brien there from Bank of Ireland, giving us some very good advice. And do. Remain a hundred percent vigilant. The bottom line on KCLR with John Purcell brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the safety's
0: largest independent accountancy practice. www.ons.ie